0: So we're going to talk about hearing from God. But specifically, why do we need to hear from God? Past couple of weeks, we've been preparing for this. Uh, Pastor Matt has talked about um, why don't we hear from God? What are some of the reasons, the 15 reasons why we don't hear his, uh, his message to us personally? Some of the things like not surrendering to God being too busy, and even Satan doing his magic to keep us from hearing God's word and what he wants for us. Then we also talked about last week how the Bible was the primary way to hear from God. That through his word, God speaks to us in a couple different ways. Of course, there's logos, Way which Pastor Matt explained was the actual word that's in the Bible and how him, his word being written down, he was directly speaking to us. But then there was more specific. There was the Rema word of God. The Rema word of God was about the personal message, a specific message for a specific time for a specific person and God speaking to us in a way that we need to hear it for that moment and for that time and what we can do to help have those understandings of what Rema is and what Logos is but I'm going to try to explain why we want to hear from God and it's not just the one thing I notice is people have really pat answers to why do we want to hear from God and it's kind of interesting because it's like oh Well, if I hear from God, then my life is better. It's more peaceful. It's calm. And this is true. And they'll say things like, "Eh, it's just better with him. Also true. But sometimes I don't think we actually understand why we have to actively look and prepare ourselves to hear the word of God. It's not because... um, not because of just some minor things that we want to hear from God there is specific reasons why we want to do what we want to do with God but one of the some of the main things that happen when you hear from God um, as a Christian do we understand that as a Christian and a believer of Christ it is our birthright to hear from God it is our heritage throughout the Bible a lot of the logos information that's in the Bible is actually when someone actually heard from God in a Rema state. And then that was written down into logos. But it was one of the disciples or one of the people mentioned in the Bible that are actually hearing from God. So that was one of the ways he communicated so that we could have his word anytime. But that also indicates to us that we have to live our life in such a way that we understand what it means to have him in our, in our world, talking to us. We have to acknowledge the fact that L- Christ is our Lord and Savior. And what does that mean, Lord and Savior? He is our Lord. Well, the actual definition of Lord in the, in the dictionary says to be master of, to be higher than, and in control. But we have to understand that God's kingdom is here on earth now. And that he is living presence with us that happens to be here on earth. We don't think of that we're actually living a life in his kingdom, but we are. Matthew eleven twelve says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been in suffering violence and violence have been seizing have been seizing it by force so what does that kind of mean that means we're in a battle and we know who that battles with it's with satan satan is trying to establish his kingdom on earth as well but god's kingdom is here and he is battling for it he is battling the forces and we do that because satan is a real enemy satan is here and present in our lives trying to stop god from getting his kingdom here he's been doing a really good job from what i can see in the world if we look around and we see just how effective he's been and how big of a battle it is because sometimes i say would like to say we're losing because there are so many people who don't know christ in this world satan's having his dominion over earth so why do we have to hear from god in this situation well if we're in a battle he's our commander he's our lord and savior he wants to give us instructions on what to do And the best part about it is he's given us this in today's words this is our satellite dish this is our Wi-Fi this is our data communications directly to the Lord so if he wants to give us communication we start with this he's given each and every one of us a mobile device because these things actually can travel He's given us a mobile device in which to communicate with us on what he wants to do in this battle. He wants to give us directions intimately because he is Lord and Savior. One of the things I understand is that the Lord knows what he's doing. If you've ever experienced that time in life when it's like, Lord, why is this happening? we don't know the reason why, then all of a sudden, in the end, something happens and it's good. Or something happens and it, you see why it happened. We don't have his wisdom and knowledge that he has as Lord and commander for us. I actually like to watch a lot of YouTube videos about World War II. I think it's really interesting to be able to watch this from the perspective of history. And the one thing that kind of came to me as I was preparing for this is that there's a very strong example of what happened. I was watching the World War II videos about the war in the Pacific and there was a general there, General MacArthur, who was in the Philippines when conflict with Japan started. And Japan, being the mighty power it was at the time, decided it needed to expand because it needed all kinds of political stuff like, they, they were short of oil and supplies and they wanted to be a power so they had to get access to that stuff. So they expanded. They didn't just expand, they kind of roller coastered everybody in the area. So General pa- uh, MacArthur, was on the Philippines, (laughs) commanding the U.S. Army. And he had to leave because they were coming and they weren't being stopped, the Japanese. But one of the things he did is when he was leaving the Philippines, he made an announcement to the country. I will be back. So that was a big promise. We didn't know at that time. But Japan basically rolled over all of the islands in the Pacific, Asian Pacific area. But MacArthur had a plan. So he would instruct his army to go after certain things. And the army knew what his plan was to get back to the Philippines because that was the first step in defeating Japan. But he didn't go straight there. There's all these little tiny islands and atolls that were in the Pacific. And he would go from one little island and defeat that to the next little tiny speck. Literally, if you're on Google's maps, you'd have to spread it out five or six times to even see this little dot in the Pacific. And he was doing that. And there were sacrifices during that time. It wasn't easy to go through and capture these islands. There was lots of life. There was hardships, there was trials. There was times when he doesn't know if he was going to be able to complete it. But he knew that to be able to get back to his promise of being back in the Philippines, he had to take all of these little islands. The funny part about that is I don't think the soldiers who stormed the beaches of every single island knew what MacArthur was doing. They they don't have a clue. they were told to take the island, so they took the island. But that's kind of an example of what I feel God's doing with us. We don't know the big picture. Oh, and by the way, if you don't know history, MacArthur made it back to the Philippines, by the way. So he did do, accomplish that and then went on. And we all know that Japan was defeated. Um, but God acts similar in that way. He has a bigger plan for us we may not be able to understand exactly what he is doing but if we don't communicate with him we don't know to storm the island we don't know what little rock we need to take he is so much bigger than that his plan is so much bigger than that in isaiah 55 8 and 9 it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways This is the Lord's declaration. So how do we go about living this with him? Well, the only way we can do the right thing is to communicate. Why? Because heaven is higher than earth. Continue on in Isaiah. So my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are more than your thoughts. So God has a bigger plan but we have to be part we are commissioned to be part of this battle against Satan and the only way we can do what we need to do like soldiers is to be in constant communication with God he knows exactly what needs to happen we don't have the bigger picture but we need to have the communication He is our commander-in-chief. He is the one who is storming the islands. He is going to win this earth for his kingdom. And we, as being a part of that in our commission, we must communicate with our commander-in-chief. We need to remember that the battle with Satan is our most important task and the reason why we need to communicate with God. When we go back and talk about the niceties, the the answers we give for communicating with God, it's nice, it's, I feel peaceful. We have to remember, first and foremost, we communicate with God because he is going to lead us to victory. That is our assurance. We are battling for our eternity, and it is the most important thing for ourselves and for those that don't need it. So it's time to take a look around are you recruiting are you recruiting for god are you sharing your story i know that for friends and family it is the most important thing we want everyone to be there at the victory of eternal life but we also want everyone else to be there not beyond ourselves beyond we need our family there. We need our friends there. We need the people who don't know Christ to be there. So that brings me to my first question. When was the last time God spoke to you to reach out to someone and share your story? And how did it go? God calls us to communicate with Him so that we can communicate to others. But there's more to it than just the battle. That is the most important thing, obviously. We are fighting for our eternity. But why? Why does God want this so badly for us? Knowing God, he could declare the earth his kingdom and be done. He doesn't need us. But he wants us there. He wants us to be part of it. So why? Because... We need to hear from him so he can function as our father. Jesus Christ taught us in the Lord's Prayer that God is our father. He wants us to be in relationship with him. Not just a relationship of declaring him as our father, but actual relationship. We are speaking to him. He has influence in our lives. He is pouring back into us. We need to be in communication, because he wants us in relationship. Well, anyone who has been in a relationship probably has been handed a book somewhere along the way about what it means to be in a relationship, what you need to do when that relationship is in problems. And usually it's all about communication. You know, the men are from Mars and the women are from Visa Venus we don't speak the same language those kind of books no plug there or anything like that but we need to be in communication one thing I read when I read those books I'm like yeah that person only communicated with me it would be so much better and as I go through the book and start reading I start to realize hey maybe it's not just their fault Maybe I need to listen. Maybe I need to communicate better. God wants to be in communication with us because he wants a relationship that is healthy and functional. He wants us to be with him in a way that we can communicate on a basis that we've never had before so that we can hear from our Lord and Savior who has much more Knowledge than we ever have. That as a father, we all know what it's like to have children. You want to pour into them, you want to talk to them, you want to encourage them. But we get to this point with, as dad, sometimes we go like, oh, these kids. I think God does the same thing. He's like, oh, if these kids would just try to communicate with me or listen to what I have to say. He wants to be a good father. He's like any father. I'm a father. There's a few in here I know who have gone through that cycle, and we know what it's like. We want so much for that child. We want them to be so much more than we ever were. But we also know that they're scared, and they don't know everything. So, as a good father, what we try to do is we try to encourage our children. I think of the times teaching my kids to ride a bike what was my job as a dad to do it was a to first to convince them to get on the bloody bike that they could do it it was within their realm a possibility so we would encourage just like our father wants to encourage us through the Bible and through his word but as a good father Once we got him on the bike, our job's not done. I remember how many hours running beside the bike with my hand on the seat, encouraging all the way, you got this, you got this. And that's what God wants to do with us. He's got our, our lives. He's got his hand on our lives. And he's saying, you got this, you can do this. Especially when we're in this and talking to him on a daily basis. He's able to encourage us to do things that we never thought possible. Going back to my question, it's hard to share your story, but with God's help and his communication, it's like riding a bike. But as a father as well, you have to know when to let go of the seat. And trust me, it's usually kind of scary watching that first wobbly take off but when we see the end result when we're screaming you got this and we see them take off the pride as a father that we feel is tremendous and God wants to share that pride with us Romans 6 8 16 says the spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children he is here to encourage us not to ride a bike but to get to eternity with Him. He's warning us along the way, like, be careful, watch out. His hand's on us. But He's doing it spiritually. And He's doing it physically as a good father does. Watch out. I don't know how many times when I was 60 years old, my dad said, drive safe. If you would only known... How I drove when I was 16. I actually think he did. But if he had known, drive safe was not possibly what I was doing at 16. God's the same. He wants to encourage us, but also warn us along the way hey, Satan's right there. Don't turn from us, don't, don't, don't turn from me, because you're risking our relationship. He wants us to stay on the good path. He wants us to bring others to that path. There was times when God has given me warnings. I can think of a few. and I'm sure everyone has had them. Don't get in that car. Wait an hour before you take off. That little voice, you're like, what does that mean? He physically wants to protect us, like any good father as well. As a good father, he does all these things for us. He wants to comfort and, cons- and counsel his children. And any of us who under- as parents understand this, it's a frustrating job. But as a parent, we also know how rewarding it is. And God is our father. And that's why he wants to encourage us. He also wants to guide us and console us. Now, <laughs> I have a recent experience, and some of you may know, but on Boxing Day, I lost my brother to a motorcycle accident. He had, a, he had an accident on in September and uh, was fairly severely affected by his accident. He lived for three months and then passed away on Boxing Day that is one of those times when God was standing beside me talking to me saying I've got this Darren pray for him it'll be what it is I could be at peace because God gave me three months to prepare myself in my prayers in my Life to handle the fact that he may, had, he may have had a, a long, terrible life in a hospital, or the worst, like it happened on the 26th, that he was going to be that he passed away. I remember what I would have been like before Christ in my life. I would have been a basket case. I don't know if anyone knows my family, but there's six of us kids in the family. There's almost like two families. My next older brother's 10 years older than me. So I had four siblings who were kind of like aunts and uncles more than siblings. Then they had Kevin and I. We were two years apart. We were together all the time. We were the young ones. No one knew our names. We were just the young ones. But we were together. And before I knew Christ, I would have been a basket case. But with him standing beside me going, it's all right, Darren. You've done what you need to do. I've got this. It gave me strength. It gave me the ability to go on. So he guides to counsel us. Psalms 16, 7 says, "I I will bless the Lord who counsels me even at night when my thoughts troubled me so i kind of shared my little story about my brother but i'm going to ask you a question when was the time that you really needed counsel and comfort from god what did it bring to you to me it brought peace to me it brought the ability to pray my brother at a time where I wouldn't have done that before. When was the time that you needed his counsel and what happened? The last point about being God the Father and what he needs to do, wants to do for us, he wants us to hear his voice so he can be your life. Now, that seems like a weird statement. But for me, my experience in my faith walk was before I found Christ. I used to describe that time in my life as being dead inside. I was struggling, trying to find a reason to go on. I was holding on to what I had so tightly because I didn't want to lose it and trying to be in control, that I actually didn't do anything but that. Tried to keep in control, keep my head down. If I just do this, this won't happen. If I just do that, my life was miserable. It had no direction. I was so concerned about losing what I had. But then I met Jesus. And he showed me that there was a life inside this life with him. That it could be so much more than what I had. That feeling, I never want to go back to. That feeling of being dead inside. Because this life with Christ and communicating with God, I just feel alive. My life isn't mine, it's his. So he wants my life. And that's what he wants us to communicate with him for. Because we don't understand we don't understand what it means to live our life as his until we start to and that has to happen as we communicate with him because he has such a great plan I know the difference from what I felt before and after and it can only get better as he communicates with me His communication brought me out of a dark place his communication showed me there was more to live than just for my stuff my possessions he showed me a life where I can actually live a life for others and share his word and so they can feel what it feels like to go from dead to life and that's incredible gives you a reason to actually go out in the day and not worry about what you're going to lose, but hear from God and find out what you're going to gain. Hebrews 1 to 3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of nature, st- sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification, For sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Powerful word in that statement is Rema. That powerful word, he's going to sustain us through his communication with us personally at a specific time, at a specific moment. But the only way that happens is if we're in communication with him back. It's back to that book again. Yes, that person communicated with me. God's communicating with us. It's right here. We're not listening. He will give us his kingdom if we are able to listen for his word. It will have impact on our life. So why do we want to hear from God's voice? Why do we need to hear God's voice? This is not a want. It's need. So he can be our Lord and Savior and commander in chief in the battle against Satan. Because I know the way I feel now. I want that battle to be won for someone else. I want someone else to have the victory I have seen in my life. Satan's good. He is super good at what he's doing. But we have a God who, when he speaks to us, can give us more than anything this world can present. So we need to have him be our Lord and commander-in-chief because the battle with Satan is real. He also wants to be a good father to us. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't need us. He loves us. Like any father who loves his children. There's so much that he does for us. Now, as a father, I probably didn't communicate as much as I wanted to with my children. But with God the Father, I want that communication to be all the time. Back and forth. Because I know his blessings as a father far outweighed any blessings I had with my children. It's going to be so good to be able to share that so that he understands what a good father can do in a person's life. Those that don't know him. But he also calls us to let him be our life. If we communicate with him, and listen to him directly. He will present us with a life that we have no idea what it can be. We don't understand everything he tells us, but the life he blesses us with is fantastic. To walk from death to life and still keep breathing before and after and find out, hey, this is so much better what I was doing before don't you want to share that with people don't you want to help them have this communication because this and the communicating with God is the reason we get to have this amazing life and I'll call up the worship team down as I prepare our last moments and prayer so i i pray today that you are able to understand the absolute need to be in continuous constant communication with god so let's bow our heads dear heavenly father i thank you for today i thank you for you being a living presence in my life for you communicating with me as a good father Showing me what I need to do in this battle with Satan and to make my life a life worth living. Lord, we call to you with open ears and open hearts that you may enter into our lives, Lord, and communicate with us. Lord, we know we won't understand everything, but we know that you are blessed. You're blessing us with a life eternal. So today I'm asking for your strength through the Holy Spirit to hear your voice, to share your voice with others, and to live a life that's so far beyond death. It's amazing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.